Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back, listeners, to the Pinball Show, episode 40, the big 4-0. We've turned the page. A new chapter is among us where Dennis Creasel, the regular co-host of the show, is now every other week. You can catch him this week on the Eclectic Gamers podcast, so go listen to him and Tony uh, over there. But in the meantime, I have a special guest this week. My special guest is one of my best... (laughs) Let's face it, he's my best friend. Uh, it is from straight down the middle, uh, early on from the Pinball Network's very own Gregory Bone. How's it going, Greg? Uh, I just love how I got introduced as just this one of your friends. Uh, well, no, one I, of my best friends. I stopped myself and I was like, let's face it. The, the damage was already done. The damage was done. Eh, I could always edit it out, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you won't. I won't. Absolutely not. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine starting this new chapter every other week. Me having a, a co-host with anybody else but you. You fire me up the most. You're there to listen the most. You give me the most "quote unquote" feedback. Then I also rein you in the most. You do. You pull my pull my cords down <laughs> so that I can't fly into the stars. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I won't be. I'm a little unchained this episode. I've had a nice break this last week, Greg. You know. Uh, family and I have taken a break, a little vacation, but I'm here, I'm back, and I'm better than ever. What the hell have you been up to? Uh, just playing some Ninja Turtles, oh, thanks to you. yeah, Ninja Turtles. Tell some people about some Ninja Turtles, how that went down. <laughs> uh, so I got to, I, I woke up the other morning, and uh, the wife was like, hey, you know, it needs something such and such from the store. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. This isn't uncommon. So I go out to the store, I come <laughs> home and she, you know, proceeds, get, get this out of the basement for me, go down the storage and get this. So I walk down the stairs and setting in the middle of my basement is a brand new lit up Stern Ninja Turtles. Hell yes. Uh, th- thanks to flipping out pinball. <laughs> oh, thanks for the she, plug. She coordinated a, a super special early Christmas present. Uh, they got delivered and set up in my basement, so it was a uh, it was a shocker uh, <laughs> to say the least, because <laughs> it really wasn't a game that was on my radar. I think Zach's the one that talked her into it. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah, it, well, so, I knew uh, it was. To, to be fair, I knew that it was your type of game. I know you very well. I know what games you like, what games you don't like, and this one will take a little bit of time to get into. But once you do, I just it it, it screams Greg Bone style of play. Well, but you know, it's already changed for me because, you know, like I said, like I, I was going to buy one at, at your house one day mm-hmm. when I came over and I just, I played yours and I was just like, man, every time I've played this, I, I, I can't get into it. It's just not, I, I don't know why I just don't like it. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm stuck with it now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play it and it, it, man, it truly is like, it's already started to change. Like, it, you know, it's one of those things that it, it reminds me a lot of the walking dead. Mm. But uh, it was John Borg, b- so. better shots. 
just different shot. I don't know, man. It, it is. There's something unique about it that I didn't give it a chance. To. It was just more or less learning that rule set a little yeah. bit, you know? And it wasn't, it's not super complicated rule set. It's just getting to know it and getting those shots. They're not easy shots. Um, same but for, they're not. Well, I mean, the same for Dwight Sullivan's Coded Star Wars. We were like that at the beginning, remember? We, we thought, Bleh. I don't yeah. know. There's too many multipliers. There's too much going on. They're stacking. I don't like this. And then we fell deeply in love with that pin. I, I agree. And and honestly, I think that that's where it's headed with this one. Like, you know, you, you put a handful of games on there. You start to gain a little respect for it. And it's just learning shots. It's just one of those. It's not an easy game out of the gate. No. And I, I think that's any game like Ghostbusters, anything like once you know, start Avengers learning out of shots, the gate's pretty, pretty not easy to shoot, but it's, I mean, it's, it's accessible. But that's what I'm saying. So you you automatically are like, okay, I kind of like this. I don't like it. But if if it's a tough game like Houdini, or you got a you know you're in a tough game like Walking Dead, where you, yeah, Ghostbusters, where you're learning those shots, the the trajectory isn't exactly where you thought it would be. The shots are a little tighter. It's super fucking fast. Oh god, I yeah. don't know if I've ever played a game so fast in my life. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's just, once you learn that stuff, you get the flow, you learn that you can combo the hell out of that game. Right ramp and, to center ramp. Ooh. Oh, it's, oh, oh my God. Like, it's just insane. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually, and you, like I said, you've never steered me wrong on a game, even when I've doubted Even if you. it sounds crazy, like stranger things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Honestly, like, you never steered me wrong. So that's one of those things I'm like, you know, okay, I'm going to give it a chance here. I'm going to play the hell out of it and see what I can open up. And, and I don't think you've done me wrong again. I think it's going to open up to probably be one of my favorite games. Chelsea bones. You hear that? We succeeded. <laughs> what'd you think the fucking GNR was going to be sitting in your basement? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fun to coordinate that. And what a fantastic wife. To get that for a Christmas present. Jeez. I haven't checked the bank account. She probably spent my money. Well, that's okay. Though. That's okay. You were going to buy something thought. anyway. It's the thought that counts. I, I could have swore. I, that's why I was kind of talking her into uh, Turtles because I'm like, if not, he's going to buy like a damn Independence Day and it's going to be sitting down there. Don't get yeah, do anything that. but an independent or an X Files. Or that X Files, I guess. She's hell bent against that X Files. You've been playing a lot of Turtles. Um, a lot of turtles. Yeah, but we we've not been recording straight down the middle as much as we have in the past. Is that a welcomed break from you in between, or is it just coordinating schedules? Why haven't we what? been seeing and hearing as much from Greg Bone? No oh, schedules, man. E learning. You know, I'm I am currently uh, a real estate agent, uh, a teacher, <laughs> a husband, a uh, maid, uh, you know, <laughs> a me- you know, mechanic. Like it's kind of, you know, I'm bearing the weight mm-hmm. of Mr. Mom, everything in the house. Yes, yeah, definitely Mr. Mom. But you know what, man? Like I welcome it. Like that's my kind of life that I, I enjoy, honestly. Um, and you, you know, do if, well if, at it too. I do. I was, I was raised by a, a single mother. Um, and even my, my pop was raised by my grandparents for a little bit. My pop was retired at the time. And my pop took, uh, took care, you know, he fixed dinner and everything most nights. And, you know, he took care of everything around the house. So I was kind of raised by that when I was younger. Um, and he was a very manly man, uh, too. So it was a welcome thing. Oh yeah. Harry chest. He was a, he was a cop, a farmer. Oh, Uh, he's retired police officer. Yes. I mean, he was, uh, he was, a. a burly, uh, very disorderly old man, <laughs> well, but he was also very nurturing and loving Apple and, and doesn't took fall the far from the tree there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a bit of an asshole too. So. <laughs> no comment there. <laughs> uh, took after him. Well, now 
I've got to ask because I swore, listener, here, here's the deal. I told you guys last week, I mean it this week, and I'm going to prove it to you. If I have people on here, I'm not laying out some red, I'll lay out the red carpet, but you're not skipping down it. Um, so, so I'm going to ask individuals coming on here, brave enough to, to come on here with me. I'm going to ask them the questions that not only I want to hear the answers to, but maybe uh, the audience or the community want to hear the answers to. So with that being said, I'm not afraid to ask you, Greg Bone. You can tell me to piss off, but I'm at least going to ask it. What the hell happened with TPN? I know, but the listener wants to know. Greg was part of this TPN thing. Ken Cromwell, Dennis Creasel, Fowler was part of it. And then it crumbled. And then what, what the, what <laughs> the hell? You weren't joking with your last statement, I were you? D- no, I don't remember. Did you and Fowler kind of kind of step away at the same time did you before after i don't remember that i, I won't say that I, I i don't think it was like a simultaneous i, I honestly can't remember which one of us i, I think that it's been like what uh, 10 months ago yeah we, we were both teetering on that um i think it was just one of those things that we'd had enough of. okay so what the hell are you talking about had enough was it me well you know, and <laughs> i can't remember if this has been discussed very much or not and 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 Episode forty, Since baby. You're feeling squirrely, and you <laughs> you really want to open a can I'm just, of fucking worms. Uh, here's, well, here's the thing, Greg. I'm I've been listening to different media. I've been watching different media. I've seen the way this pinball industry has grown substantially over the last year with regards to manufacturing, marketing, uh, uh, media, and I get tired. I just get tired of all of the misinformation out there, and. I'm, I'm no longer going to tiptoe walk on eggshells. I, I, life is short, man. It's just too short. I'm going to congratulate the things that are beautiful in pinball. And if there's something that is pretty ugly, I'm, I'm not going to protect everyone's ears from hearing it anymore. I'm going to be me for better well, or worse. It, Maybe it, I don't it, get any co-host. It is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, I don't blame you to an extent, <clears throat> you know, me and you, like we've talked about this off the record quite a bit. Uh, on that and and you know where i stand with it um i don't necessarily blame you for the direction that you're going in okay um do always think it's the best direction no but i certainly i I can't blame you for it because i and i think a lot of other people share those same frustrations it's just the lack of wanting to voice them for you know, not wanting to stir the pot, yep. not wanting to cause rift conflict between, you know, friends, manufacturers, anything sure. else, you know, acquaintances in the hobby. And that's why a lot is kept under wraps. That's why a lot There's of people don't speak out. There's a big, thick layer over a lot of things. And it's oh, not, there it's is. It's not helped me for biting my tongue. I've got <laughs> sores. I'm done. Well, and it, and it is frustrating, like you said, like when you see misinformation, because we're one of those people that, and there's there's quite a few of us in the industry that that's privy to certain inside information, or we know a lot of backdoor workings, mm-hmm. we're involved in a lot of stuff, and for the the normal hobbyist uh, or enthusiast that listens to podcasts that watches shows, they're not privy to it. And they will hold people to a higher regard um, over false, I won't say false idols, over just false pretenses. They, they hold them up higher than what they, I think they necessarily should um, because they're not the people, they're like any 
celebrity, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they hold them, you know, they, 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 they attach themselves to their, the false persona mm-hmm. that they portray, which is part of what being a celebrity of any sort, pinball celebrity, anything is, yeah. is you do, you, you create a false pretense. That's why when you see something, you know, dramatic that, uh, so-and-so cheated on their wife or they did this, or they were caught in this risque. Johnny Depp is an alcoholic. What? Yeah, all I just, the, yeah, I just, just want to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean films. That's how a lot of uh, listeners are going to feel. I don't want the drama. I don't want anything like that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I agree with some of that. You know what? If that's what you latch onto, but just don't talk about them like like this. You have to be careful about who you back and who you back morally with certain things just because of you simply knowing their persona. If you don't know them as a person, eh, you know what? Stay off of it. Just say, I enjoy the, I enjoy the show. I enjoy what they have to say. I enjoy seeing their post. Leave it at that. Don't, don't go in defending them. A lot of personalities in the industry and in pinball media. So why in the hell did you leave? <laughs> I keep trying <laughs> I to skirt the situation. <laughs> I'm going to pull it back. We were tired. Um, we wanted, I wanted something different. We, what do um, you got a mouse in your pocket? Uh, you, um, you know, we, you know, Ken Cromwell, uh, we were all just kind of bored. I felt again, I I don't want to put words in other people's mouth. I I don't want to speak for them. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say this in myself, but there was a reason that we all got together and we, we wanted to do, uh, a show and we wanted to do something together because we were friends, really good friends. Like we, we become very close with, with Ken, um, over the years and, you know, I talked to Ken a lot. You talked to Ken a lot. And so we kind of got involved in this, like, let's create this show. Like, what if we did a three person show? Nobody does a three person show. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to do solo. It's not easy to do two, but three, I think creates a dynamic, like being solo. It adds mm-hmm. just an extra layer of, can you make three people be able to rift off each other? Can you do this? Um, and then there was talk of, of alternating co-hosts. So we kept it at two. So we we tossed around a lot of ideas, but the one thing that was for sure, we wanted to do something together. Like we yeah. wanted a change, a change from straight down the middle, you know, a, a change from special when lit, like everybody just wanted something a little different and something a little more, a little more ambitious, a little more free, free spirited, uh, uh, to put it. Creating something to include anybody that wants to be a part of yeah. it. Well, and that was, no, that was, so that was, this was the very early thing before TPN even okay, started. Gotcha. And, and you know, we just want to do a show. Well, then it started snowballing and snowballing very quickly to a network. Like what if we develop another pushing shows? that? I wonder. So, so big headed Zach mini <laughs> goes and starts. Like we start talking about all this ideas, start formulating. We talk to Fowler. We bring Fowler on board. Um, you know, he, he wants to do it and do a show. And then it goes from like maybe two different podcasts to let's try to fill every day of the week. And that's sort of where the TP and the network got involved And, and all this snowballed as you know, it, it, it happened very quickly, you know, and yeah, a couple months. I mean, we were able to, we were yeah. working hard on it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We FaceTimed each other. You know, we, we just everything like we're always in in communication and bouncing back and forth. And, and it all started from just friends, like uh, three friends that really wanted to just do something different, trying to push that envelope a little bit. And, you know, as, as anything happens, when you start brainstorming, you start tossing around ideas and you really start doing stuff and something snowballs, 
you're just excited. It's all mm-hmm. excitement. And we wanted to bring in, you know, we wanted to bring in some established people that could lend credibility to the network. Mm-hmm. And then we just wanted to bring in people that we could give a platform to unheard of people that no one really listened to that we believed in no different than products that we showcase or we talk about, you know, yeah. if we don't believe in them, it's just not our taste. Well, and we there just was, don't want to be a part of it. With the creation of the Twippies uh, for the last couple of years, there started to be some, some conflict between media providers and pinball that we ultimately as a group, I think I can say this, uh, we were kind of sick of all of that. Uh, and I, for one, the reason I was pushing a network idea was because it would have been nice for everybody to have one place that they can just create content for all the listeners and viewers out there. And they don't have to worry about competition or being better than one and having conflict. We're all just part of a team of just pinball people. Yeah, because of being under that umbrella, it, it makes them feel, I feel, makes them feel a little better, a little more credible. It gives them some notoriety because we, we have a good following. We have a fairly vast following. So does Ken. So did Fowler. All, the, the initial core group of people and Dennis, everyone had this, this following that when we bring someone in and we vouch for them. We can help them. We can help them, and that automatically puts a spotlight on that person or that podcast or that streamer or that person, and it helps them grow. Now, it might not still be everybody's cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? They might not gain mass following or anything, but I think it helps. It's a platform for them to stand up and for us to be able to get them to thousands of people um, to at least have the opportunity to be heard. So why'd you leave? (laughs) So we formulate this and we start this and we, we start to go, we're looking at going live with it. Mm-hmm. You create this amazing freaking promo video for it. And yeah, right out of the something gate to announce it. Yeah. Yeah. We needed something. And we were all excited. We knew we had already set a hard target. We mm-hmm. set a date that we wanted to roll everything out. So it's one of those target deadlines. We didn't want to push it back. We're, we're rolling with it. We this. didn't see any, we had a number of, podcasters that had signed up another that were kind of in queue trying to decide whether they wanted to or not you were always reaching out to people people were reaching out to people all the time as this was still going we Mm -hmm. got turned down by some people and, and and it wasn't a who's who so we didn't go in and we didn't ask every major podcaster because honest and this this is the honest to god truth like there was a lot of people that we didn't ask because we thought that they thought TPN would be a ridiculous yeah, idea. They no thing. way were they going to attach their name to it sure. because they're established people. What the hell is in it for them to be under the umbrella of, of TPN? And it was always so, open to where if somebody wanted to join, it'd be open. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Now I'm not saying we 100% would accept everybody or at oh, that no. time we discussed, you know, we're not going to accept everyone. Um, we're not going to turn you down for just because you're an established podcast. We just literally sat there and like the, like if we ask this person, they're going to think we're a joke. <laughs> yeah. that That's why some people weren't asked from the beginning. But again, we, we just wanted to ask people that we were very close with that we thought would say yes. You know, when we asked Teolis and Marty, like, I don't think that any of us really thought they would get on board. We thought that they were too big yeah, to want to be a we part wanted, of this. We discussed and we were like, well, none of us really do a show around tournament competitive based stuff. It'd be cool to have a show doing that. I wonder who would cover that well. 
We thought, and somebody who can help lend credence as well, you know, an outsider, because I think some people know our circle of friends. Mm -hmm. And so if we get somebody who we're friends with, but aren't necessarily part of our circle to show that camaraderie that we're, yeah, yeah. It would add that a credence and both of them are very large names in in the pinball industry. So, and Marty was ending his, his head to head thing. And we were like, Oh my God, there's no way he can go off the airwaves. That's no. Yes. Yes. There was a lot. And we, we loved Teolis. We love him. So like, you know, all that was perfect. So, you know, we, we get all this together and we roll out that promo. We're all freaking excited about it. You know, at this point, uh, a lot of our hesitation is, is off because we're excited about such an awesome promo. And then we just get hit with criticism, which is expected. Yeah, expected we're fine. Yeah. yeah. Criticism is fine. But then somebody went in and they stole, they, they bought up all the, the IP. Yeah. Our fault for not doing that. We didn't think we needed but to just be or website an asshole about something and go in and just do that just to hinder someone in the, <laughs> the community troll us on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's even worse if it was somebody besides us, because it's somebody else trying to do something big and add content and try yeah. to do something different in the community. So it was a setback. It, yeah. it was a setback, but you know, we're all just like, what, a, you know, Google, whatever website. So then, you know, and, and there, there'd been a lot of drama surrounding a lot of shit in the, the, the background of our world anyways, in the pinball world. Sure. So there was a lot of fed upness that I'd had with the community in the first place. Yeah. Where's that was, on you? Yeah. That's why you wanted this new start. Yeah. And that's kind of what pushed towards this new start uh, on, on doing TPN and doing the, the pinball show, um, or any kind of segment on there. And then we get hit with the whole sexism bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah. And that was the, the nail in the coffin was a stomach punch for me. Um, and I think some other people too, because it was a blatant way to try to discredit us. There was no way in hell that we had were sexist in any damn way. At all. None of us has ever portrayed any sense of being sexist, of, of trying to, you know, hinder women or trying to not give them a platform. And it was put out there so blatantly and just for the intent to do harm towards us. I believe that wholeheartedly. Oh yeah. That's factual. Yes. Like I, it it wasn't, it wasn't for a, a better cause. It wasn't for anything. It was simply to try to defame us with a and target, notably with a target you, on me, yes. notably you. And we have documentation showing it. Yes. Correct. Yes. Using, and so, using social justice to harm other people. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. And that shit pissed me off yes, because I empower the shit out of my daughters mm-hmm. because I want them to be strong. Like I, like I said, like opening this show up, man, I was raised by a single mother. I, 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 I there are a lot of struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never want my girls to rely on a man to get them through any aspect of life. Like, like my kids know how to change a fucking tire on a car mm-hmm. at, at eight and 11 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like I teach them everything. Like I, you and imp- I, I can vouch you very much empower your children who happen to be girls. Unbelievably. So makes yes. me proud. Yes. And my wife walks all over me. <laughs> like we have such a mutual respect Uh, yeah it was that was it was a crazy 
unbelievably uh, ridiculous accusation. Yes. But yes. It picked up some picked up some steam. It did pick up some steam yes. without anyone in that. That's another one of those bullshit things. It's just like even listen. if we had people who have rejected us on the pinball network that were women and we had uh crystal gimnick was kind enough to start the plum which we which we loved she was she was weighing her you know talking to her employer and yes stuff. so it's and you had reached silly. out to some other female yes, yes, yes. podcasters and people so all that's uh, just yeah it's complete bullshit but it's still perception is truth on the internet it, yeah because no one wrong. wants to ask questions no one wants oh. to go in and no one wants to reach out to us and say hey guys like what really happened like like did you just start this men's club? And and even to begin with, like, like, let's just say that it was just us. We were friends. We tried to cover every base and, and we always look at, well, where are we going to get criticism? Yeah. And there was a lot of smart people who were not new to the game in this. And the fact that we would ever get called sexist was the farthest thing from our mind because this whole thing started with just a yeah. group of friends or discriminatory no- in any manner. No, not at all. And, and I understand where the people were like, well, it was a network. The name network sure. is what drove and felt sure. like it should be all inclusive. And none of us disagreed with that at all. That's why we'd reached out to female podcasters. But at the same time, none of us looked at it that we needed to be inclusive to women just to have women so that we didn't look a certain way. Yeah, we asked them because anti- of their merit. Yeah, Exactly. And we were only started this. We only did all this because we were friends. Like it was just a group of fucking friends that wanted to start something different. Mm -hmm. And again, I understand back to the perception stuff of where that the network may have looked like it should have been more, but I also think that that was a crutch. That was a platform that was almost like a talking point that was built upon by people that just wanted to attack. Mm. And it, it, that was the nail on the coffin because I do not like spending my fucking time on the internet having to defend myself. That's why I don't post bullshit. That's why I don't get involved in a lot of stuff because I cannot stand wasting my days having to defend and go back and forth on bullshit. That is false accusations that all someone had to do was write one text message that would have been so much quicker and simpler than creating a whole fucking meme edited and doctored illustration and just simply said, Hey, I'm hearing a few things. What is this about? Like what's going on with this? Mm -hmm. Everything would have been cleared up when you deliberately post stuff without asking the person you're posting about, you are just simply going on an attack. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. And that's why I bounced out of the fucking okay. thing. Well, that's fair. I'd had enough. I, I couldn't, I didn't want to defend myself. I didn't want to, st- I, it was a waste of my life. I had too much going on with my family, mm-hmm. with work, everything else to not put all of that effort into that. And I was gone. And I think that's why some other people bounce too. Yeah. That sounds fair. Well, you heard it here. I like it. Not to get too long winded. Oof. See, but you asked. See, I got him fired up, y'all. This what I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted him wanted to bring <laughs> out the inner bone there. Okay, now that we've uh, got him exposed, good. <sighs> it's good to see you, Greg. Yeah, good to see you. It too. is good to see. You. So, what made you get back? Why continue at all? Why do straight in the middle? Why come on the podcast? Why listen to podcasts? Why? Well, because it's still pimple. Yeah, there it is. It's still pimple. Mm-hmm. I still miss it. I still missed all of it. Um, you were my friend. You yeah, wanted you love everything to continue. So a lot of it I do for you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's just 
I don't know. I still like, I still like to give my opinion on games. I still like to talk about games. I like to try to defend a game if it's good. I, you know, it's still exciting. Like it's still what we got into this hobby for. So it's hard to walk away over, you know, a few people, a group of people being assholes about stuff and trying to, you know, tear you apart. Still pinball. I think the listening audience is glad you're still here. They've missed hearing you. They've missed hearing Fowler. They've missed hearing Ken Cromwell. It's great to have, uh, it's great to have the old gang back again to chat some pinball. So you ready to chat a little bit of pinball news? <sighs> I guess so. And I ain't got me all worked up. I'll probably be fucking hot about everything. <laughs> Welcome to the pinball show. <laughs> it's time for TPN industry news. New Code Madness and the Steve Ritchie Watch continues. Hey, 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 everyone. Craig here again, the Pinball Show's stern news correspondent. Well, hot on the heels of last week's no-show on the new code front, the coders at Stern came roaring back with not one, not two, but yes, three new code updates for everyone's pinball-playing Thanksgiving Day festivities. We've got new Stranger Things code V1.0 as this code officially crosses the finish line to more or less being more or less complete. Black Knight Sword of Rage code V1.02 as this code gets a DJ mixer feature as well as other various polish and bug fixes. And lastly, Avengers Infinity Quest, and it's a big one, with V.94 featuring upgraded light shows, a second secret skill shot, new callouts, and so much more it's ridiculous, as this front-running game of the year from Stern just keeps on getting better. And with Thanksgiving now behind us and Christmas a mere four weeks away, all eyes turn toward a possible Steve Ritchie music pin release. Will Stern be so bold as to add just one more title to their already stellar 2020 season? Or is this merely wishful thinking on the part of Stern pinheads? We shall wait and see. That's all for this week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Chris Chandler here with your latest in the world of Deep Root. Mega props for some super sleuthing by pinside user Blueberry Johnson. They unearthed some interesting information via Google's Cached View web archival engine, which captured the contents of a deep root staging server. Most of the content captured was a retread of the TWIP article back in September, but some new details emerged. It should be noticed that none of this is official, but given the source, the capture date of 9.30, and the Raza release dates mentioned, most of which have now passed, we can probably assume these were Deep Root's intended plans had things gone differently with the VIP visit. While pricing was not shared for the other models, the base model, aka Arcade Edition, was listed at $4,999. Getting most of the buzz, and by buzz I mean hate, is the mention of a software as service, aka subscription play, called Root Access. It costs $49.99 a month or $549 annually and offers free quote-unquote enhanced support, $100 flat shipping for all Deeproot pins shipped in the continental United States, a $2,500 credit if you buy five games. There's no mention if this is lifetime or annually. 
Deep Root Swag, advance info on new games, jumping the line on new orders, and the main point of contention, DLC and updates. Many are concerned that this opens the door for Deep Root to ship essentially a shareware version of code, requiring owners to pay up 550 bucks a year to get the full game they intended to buy. Personally, I don't think this would be the case. Pin peeps are up in arms enough about DLC in general. To ship a pin crippled out of the box? That would just kill Deep Root before they even start. My take is this program will be analogous to Microsoft's Game Pass or Sony's PlayStation Now. This does raise questions about the value compared to other subscription services like those, though. For example, for right under 35 bucks a month, you can own an Xbox Series One X, you know, the good one that looks like a refrigerator, and get access to almost 350 games. So another concern is that the legal page states that the DLC is licensed to the individual, not to the physical pinball machine itself, and is not transferable. Depending on the amount of content, this could prove contentious. There were also a list of many a la carte items that people could choose from for their pinball machines, which I won't detail here, but while some of them seem to be good values, like how about a $200 topper, Mr. Many? I do have to ask, $125 for a glow ring kit? Really? I mean, if I look on Titan Pinball, most of them are like 30 to 45 bucks, but I don't know, maybe I'm missing something here. A couple of other interesting items from the site. The community menu holds a quote-unquote homebrew section. When you couple that with the pin RDE, also known as Rapid Development Environment, does this imply that end users could craft their own rule sets for deep root pins? If so, then you know, maybe there's some value add there. There are even distributorship details mentioned. For Raza, it seems to work more like a referral system than the normal distributorship. I will be interested to hear how this compares to other manufacturers, but Deeproot is requiring a 50 game commitment per year. Seems like a steep commitment for a company that has yet to ship a pen, but we'll see how this model works out. Now again, just a word of caution that none of the content can be confirmed at this time, but Robert mentioned on the Fliptronic stream that they will re reveal pricing and etc. very soon. So one final item, Deeproot released the Pin Access app. The app allows you to create a profile, scan your pin, see your scores, report issues to Deeproot, and view support documentation. With your Deeproot update, this is Chris Chandler. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. As Jersey Jack works on its domestic production of Guns N' Roses, Slash continues to promote what he's calling, quote, the coolest fucking rock and roll machine that's ever come out. His most recent interview where he talks about his work on the Jersey Jack machine is in Spin Magazine. Spin is a prominent music online webzine, and Slash was asked, what are some of your all-time favorite machines? In addition to Jersey Jack's Wizard of Oz and Dialed In, Slash said, quote, You know, it sounds corny, but I still love the Adams Family Machine. It's one of those games that ticks all the boxes. It just seems to work. This most recent interview shows that Slash's enthusiasm for the Guns N' Roses machine is still going strong. This last week, Jersey Jack posted on social media that domestic games are on the line and shipping now. Commenters on both Instagram and Facebook asked when collector's editions were going to be on the line. Jersey Jack responded that they will post on social media when they are. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. 
Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. While there's no major news this week, American Pinball is having their Black Friday sale, so check out their Facebook page and the American Pinball website for more details. There's shirts, plastic sets, art blades, rubber kits, and even an Oktoberfest beer stein on sale. So hope everybody has a great week, has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. Let's jump right into Deep Root. Sure, they haven't produced a pinball machine yet for the public, but our Deep Root correspondent, Chris Chandler, had a lot of updates here. I'm a little fuzzy on this. Um, essentially, it is this. Deep Root Pinball, we reported last week, they threw a game on location, a production model, Fliptronic streamed it. Uh, there was pluses and minus about the uh, the game in general. Gameplay. Was there was- more than one game there? I believe there was two. Yeah, it looked like there was two sitting yeah. in there. I believe there's two. So they've been receiving feedback on that. We still don't know what the price is. We still don't know when they're going to be rolling them out, if they even have a production line, etc. But someone, uh, Blue Perry Pancake or some some person on Pinside, tapped into the Deep Root website, hacked into it, and found some other information regarding pricing and scheduling, etc. So I say this with a grain of salt. I don't know if any of this is true. It's just what was on their website at some time before, you know, a couple months ago. So uh, what to take of this listener is, and Greg, there is a thing called root access that this person found. It was talking about a subscription that you sign up to a monthly $50 subscription to get different benefits. And of one of those benefits, there was downloadable content DLC for pinball machines. You had to, I believe, pay the yearly requirement. So it wasn't 50, it was broke down to 50 a month, but it was still a, still a yearly subscription. What do you think about the idea of paying 50 is a lot of damn, that's a lot of money. Paying $50, $50 a, a month is a lot. Paying 50 bucks a month and potentially not having the whole game from the start. Well, I, I think that it's been proven uh, that no one wants downloadable content mm-hmm. in this hobby. Um, now, I'm not always opposed to it if, if it wasn't something substantial. Like if you've got, uh, I don't know, maybe extra call out something, you know, okay, something is a little bit of an add on, a little bit of a tweak. Um, but $50 a month, Oof. like, I feel like that there's some substantial stuff missing. That's a lot. If you're going to go $50 a month. Well, I thought that, uh, I could see it. And I think, I think it was Canada that mentioned that too, or some of the other podcasts, but, um, doing like an online, like to get online and share scores and that there's your, that's part of your $50 a month. I could see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's fine. But, and I don't think that they would be dumb enough to go in like surely, to, to go in and have anything substantial missing from the game. You say that, but man, they've raised eyebrows from, from my head uh, a lot over the last couple of years. Because I'm almost wondering if it's, if it's just what you said or Canada, whoever, but uh, whatever you just mentioned, you know, like what you do with big buck hunter or you yeah, do with golden like tea or something like that of where. Or like the game pass with Xbox, you know, you can maybe try some get. There's ways to do it. Yeah, I, I, but you're not paying fifty dollars a month. I have a hard time believing that anybody that's going to spend five to ten thousand dollars on a pinball machine and ask to then do a fifty dollars subscription a month is going to be happy. No, well, and I'll tell you what. It, it seems like I, I I didn't read the article. I saw it pop up. I guess with Mortal Kombat 11, 
Um, I guess there's a lot of, of downloadable content stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were really pissed off. I get different skins, maybe. maybe yeah. Like, you know, Escape Nublar, uh, that little mini wizard thing. You can reach it in the game, but if you want to play the little subset game as a competition thing, maybe that's part of the 50. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like if that. you want to take your coders and you wanted to code something that was, just, like you said, like, like just like Escape from Nublar, but you even did something different that wasn't even in the game. And it was just a little accessible thing that you could download that gave you another little time run or something mm-hmm. uh, that coders wanted to put in. I, I, I personally don't see anything wrong with a manufacturer doing that because you've already got the game there. You're making a little bit of extra money for the company. It gives you just something extra to flip around with, especially on a favorite game. You like the way it shoots. You, you know what I'm saying? It just gives you a little extra. It's it's nothing technically taken away from the game or that should have been in the game to begin with. It's just extra. Yeah. I would pay for something like that. Yeah, or even the possibility that you're not missing anything if you don't pay for that. Oh, yes. Yeah, 100%. You got a complete game. One of the benefits of the subscription, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. One of the benefits was $100 flat shipping fee for a game. Now, then it starts making more sense because we know that shipping fees to to move a pinball machine from one place to the other are a lot more than $100. -hmm. But then it's like, well, why would you you attach that to a subscription? Because you're not going to be able to necessarily create that many machines in the year to make it make sense. So maybe it's also confusing. We don't have enough information. I don't even want to give much of this weight because it's not been officially announced. If this is the direction that they're going in, it's going to pose some benefits and a lot of questions and a lot of anger. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what they, I, I don't think that they're going to produce machines anytime soon. So nobody's got to worry about this stuff. I know that they even had, they were talking about in this unreleased stuff, dealers and how to become a dealer. It sounded more like a Ferraza referral system where you're not really doing much, but you get paid a little bit for the referral. I I don't know what they're going to do. I have no clue. Canada was reporting that there's no production line. And if there's no Ooh. parts or production line, then, then they're years off again. I, I don't know. I have no clue what any of this is. Yeah, because that seems like a you know a minimum of three to six months to set up oh, and God, really yes. get functioning easily. So I'm, I'm at a loss. I just thought listeners might want to hear. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I do want to shoot Raza though, but looks pretty. Yeah, good. I want to play it. I think it looks good. May not shoot good. That's my. You thing. know what? It did look a hell of a lot better in that stream than what I thought that it was going to. Like oh, just sure, the, the sure. pictures that. Um, that were shown and stuff. I want all of Facebook. my cabinets lit up on the side like that. Oh, uh, you know what? I thought I did. I, like I liked it and I thought it looked pretty, but I'm like, ah, man, really? is that going to be too much? And then does it really matter if you stick it in between? I've never games, asked but... myself, is that going to be too much? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I believe that. <laughs> I really do. I liked alien. I like the subtleness of alien. See, and I, that just wasn't enough. <laughs> it's like that's, ah, so you get a lit panel good for you that's why we're like yin and yang that's we're right. fucking we balance each that's other right. out that's right <laughs> oh jersey jack pinballs in the news as well um another nod to canada for reporting that Merco has made a change to the play fields going forward and we should not be seeing any more issues uh on pooling or chipping of jjp's gnr play fields as well as other Merco playfield and reproductions i've heard that before uh, yeah, I know. Like, how, how do we not have that under control already? Like, why is there a change? Like, wh- where did we first really start seeing this at Ghostbusters? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was a, the, yeah, that was a chipping ghosting issue. This yeah, because you had chipping in the trough. 
Yeah, too soft pooling than chipping issue. But the major, what what game did the major pooling? Well, it all happened at one. I mean, it was all. What uh, were we at? Kind of Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, then you had it on the Stern games with some of the Jurassic Park stuff. The yeah, Jurassic Park. So what are we in? A year? Yeah. Year and a half? Easy? And they redid the Wonka playfields. Wonka was doing it. Then they redid the playfields. They looked good. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the weird thing to me is it's like, you know, this issue happens. And then, I again, we, we no one ever gives us what is actually going on. Of course. With them. But it's weird that, like, it's always weird to me that stuff comes out. The, the pooling happens, the chipping happens, and then your next set of games, everything's fine. I think it just shows you the complexity of mixing clear coating, having yeah. different batches, thinking you have the same ingredients on one of the tubs that you buy and then it being different and always ever changing. Yeah, yeah. Some people I mean, attribute that- it to the super glossy glass-like super coats, putting coat on top of coat on top of coat. Charlie from Spooky says it's a thinner clear coat on the 90s games. That's why you don't get that shine. That's why you don't get the pulling and chipping. Uh, who knows? Nobody knows what it is. I don't even want to get into it. But Mirko has now, there's a spot under the apron. Reportedly, there's an indicator under the apron where either Mirko or the person buying the play field, the manufacturer, can test the actual curing of that play field and tell mm. if it's too soft, too hard. So, that's the reports also reporting that there is some changes in the, uh, in the mixture of these new play fields. So I've heard it before, but let's, let's see, let's wait and see. We'll see my, my, I'll tell you what my Ninja Turtles looks fantastic. Oh, was it the turtle? I think the, the one you got out of your batch, mm-hmm. I, I just did a white glove on one out of St. Louis shout out. And that one was beautiful. That's what mine is. And it's not, I, I've put a lot of plays on it already. Yeah, it takes some time, but like my my Stranger Things dimpled. It looked like a fucking golf ball in a week. <laughs> like I like it was to the point of like I don't even know if I can see the characters. It's um, all about them air balls too. Yeah, How yeah often very does true. The ball come off the off the. But dude, there? Ninja Turtles is so fast. Like I literally caught a an, an air ball off of my third flipper, <laughs> and you know the ramp that drops it onto the playfield in yeah, the, the orbit. You would think. It, it popped it up back into that ramp. Oh wow! And went around. Yeah, I got caught such an air ball because I caught it just right off that flipper. Because, like, dude, you hit that ball so fast. Oh, yeah. So I get, I get quite a few air balls on there. And but it's looking uh, good. Yeah, yeah. There's a few small dimples, but it's not wow. hardly anything. The color is fucking phenomenal on it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they had to go back on that one too. Remember? Yeah, There's I know. So I'm saying. So like, it's one of those things. Of like, why is mine so nice? And you're a stickler for that kind of stuff. I am. I am. Um, yeah. There's no way around it. You just no. you are a stickler for those kind of things. <laughs> I know. You know what though? That Wonka you had, I did not care. Like I didn't know it's such a dim Yeah, there game. was some chipping on that. You had some problems with that, but I never noticed that. I would have bought that game in a heartbeat. I mm. honestly should have. I, I still miss Wonka. I do too. I did it's go good. back and look at my GNR, uh, the LE that I have. It does have pooling and there's a small part under one of the slings that is pulling like it's pulling away from not pooling, but pulling, um, where it is, I guess you would call it chipping. So it's mm. there and I've had it on, had it on that, had it on pirates, had it on Wonka. I've had it on. I mean, I look at my stern play fields. There's maybe little issues here and there on all of it. So I'll still, yeah, and it's what I'll say, what I you know, is what it is. I don't like it. I want it changed, no. but I still play the hell out of it. 
Oh, yeah. It's oh, hard whatever. not to. That's the problem. They got to spot the balls. Everybody's got to spot the balls. Did you see Jersey Jack's Facebook? <laughs> Literally. Did you see Jersey <laughs> Jack's Facebook page where they, they have like a whole pile of GNRs that they are shipping? Finally, but they're going overseas. Well, you know, the hell? So that th- that whole new import tax. Oh, the tariffs, yeah. The tariff. Like that made me wonder, and I don't know if y- you have any insight because I-, I guess you really don't do any overseas orders really, but I- I'm yeah, almost curious about how many overseas orders got canceled and whether we'll see more domestic oh. orders being fulfilled quicker because of those canceled overseas orders. Hmm. I don't think the yeah, it's it's for Europe. Twenty five percent. Now there's not a lot of games that go over there, but twenty five percent, that's a huge amount to pay for what they already pay for a pin. Yeah, and I don't know the details behind it, whether or not they're grandfathered in because it uh, the sales happen. I, I don't know enough info about mm-hmm. it. But possibly. Very possible. Yeah. There was a lot of machines sitting there that they were going overseas. Mm-hmm. A whole um, lot. I was impressed. I just want to message Ken. Where? Come on, Ken. Where's my thing? It's, I feel bad for that guy because he took the job as the communications director. And we both know him very, very well. If I know him well enough, we don't talk shop much, but I, he's got to want to be able to communicate stuff and uh, probably cannot would be yeah. my guess. Because oh. sometimes silence is best. Yeah, probably killing. I don't agree with it, but I understand where a company comes from. Yeah. I want to know more and more information. I want to hear that they hired 15 extra line workers and expanded yeah. their entire production line. We know that, the that's the news I want to hear. Overtime, they're working Saturdays. They are just, whew, there ain't no stopping them right now. No, but you know what? I mean, they fell behind just because of all the COVID stuff too. Sure. You know, I'd like to know what setbacks. It's one of those things like for a Stern Insider stuff and all that stuff, like I I would just like to see some kind of correspondent for these companies or somebody. It doesn't have to be like an official release, but Mm -hmm. like I wish that they'd release something or have somebody in because it's just, it doesn't really make a huge difference, but I think as a, as a pinball enthusiast, I personally like to know, Hey, okay. We had to social distance within our factory. So we had to cut our, our, our workers. We had, we had 60 employees and now we're down to 40 because mm-hmm. we had to separate people on the line, make them further distance. So it slowed production in this aspect. Like it's just little things like that, that I'd like to know, um, that I don't think would harm them. It actually, I think would make them look better. Cause it's like, okay, well, hell that's why I'm not getting my game. Sure. That's why I stern so far behind right now. They're, they're working around the clock, but they're also down physical bodies to be able to assemble and make these games. Same thing with JJP. Um, I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that and kind of see where they are from a production standpoint. Sure. And that's why people listen to the, the pinball show because as a dealer, there's a lot of information that we receive, especially during uh, new product launches we'll receive from Gary Stern. It's not a thing where they don't want us it's not like they're like oh this part is confidential you can't really Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily care i think most of them there just don't know that people would care about them so that's why i will discuss and talk about some of these details uh here on the pinball show oh i think you're exactly right i I just don't think it crosses their mind and nor do they want to you know extend their selves i try to be a conduit of that communication for some of these just i mean i have a platform no other dealers that i know are doing podcast regularly so uh, yeah i i do i, I think people just want to hear it. it's it's stupid but i think as a, an enthusiast we all just sure. consume every little bit of information that we can sure 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 jersey jack pinball does have some merchandise coming we've been teased with some shirts some hats posters glass covers 
So uh, some GNR-related stuff is coming from JJP very, very soon. I want him to make those banners. I keep telling Ken, messaging him, make some banners like Stern. I like those banners. Those are cool. I do like them. Those are very cool. Speaking of Stern Pinball, they had, as you heard from Craig Bobby, a lot of code updates this last week. It was Thanksgiving over at Stern, and they were giving all types of code updates. One for the Avengers, code update version 0.94. We're getting further. We're still far from it. And this was a huge code update, Greg. They had an additional secret skill shot. They have a long list of tweaks, adjustments, more light shows, more callouts, even more topper coding. And the topper hasn't been shipped yet. We know what it looks like, but uh, more topper coding as well. So if you have an Avengers, make sure to update your code on that because it is a hefty one. Stranger Things, one of my favorite games, also got a code update. They are now complete. The cross finish line version 1.00. Greg, it's done. Woo! They had a lot of I need things. to play the new code. I do as well. I just got home. I so miss it. I need to update. They added what they're calling drawings. I never know how to say that word. What? Drawings? Drawlings? Is there an L in there? I don't know. Drawings. So you kind of collect these throughout the game. I talked to Chuck Wirt. He's the uh, aficionado on Stranger Things, all things expert there. He said, think of these drawings kind of like, because uh, they add to the bonus, they're kind of like the medals that you get in Star Trek. Ooh. Bronze, silver, gold, and then they, they apply to your bonus. You collect enough of them and things happen. So that's kind of, if you complete a mode, you might get a certain drawing from a map. Remember that underground tunnel, viney map on Stranger yep. Things? You get a drawing from that. Or um, certain multi balls, you can you can earn these drawings. So that's pretty cool. That's a big big system that they added for version 1.0, uh, as well as the MXV skill shot. Do you know what those initials are? MXV. I don't. Are you a pinball nerd? So MXV is Mike Vinicor's. Uh, oh, initials. nice. So this the skill shot I believe is it's like a double secret skill shot. When you plunge for the regular skill shot, hits the drop targets, and if it can hit at the velocity to get you also in the saucer to the left, that's the MXV skill shot. You get a big bonus for that. I will defend that game until the day I die. Join the club, yeah. It is so, like, you know, when I went to your house, I passed up on buying the turtles at that point. Behind GNR, played the shit out of GNR. Behind GNR, I went back and I played your Stranger Things again, and it made me miss it. <laughs> So much more than what I thought it would. Yep. It's so I, good. I've got to own it again. Chuck Ward is, he's kind of, he's like the sweetest man ever. He talked about coming over to help my, help fix my telekinesis. Dude, I put another hour trying to tweak it. I want to throw it away. It's the first time I finally, and I disabled that telekinesis diverter thing. I thought I'd never do it. Did it. Just a design flaw. <sighs> he swears he can get it. So. He's I wouldn't gonna, put it past things. He's gonna be going home with a shitload of swag if he can if he can <laughs> help fix that. Give him a damn new machine. Damn. You need to record it. Oh. Now we do know the mystery awards on Stranger Things got an update as well. But Chuck was telling me that mystery award eleven still just says eleven, and I don't know. You don't know if it's a placeholder. You don't think it, it, it does anything. So maybe there's more to come. I, I don't know. Hmm. But the game is done. It's full. It's got all kinds of wizard modes in it. It's phenomenal. It's really fun. And also Black Knight Sword of Rage got a, a code update, version 1.02, where they did some tweaks and adjustments to it. And they also added that wicked, wicked DJ Mixer 
which I haven't played around with yet, but a DJ mix. I haven't either. I don't even know how to access it. Uh, you can play the music in a track mode, basically. Hmm. So some games, it's awesome. Probably some games didn't make any damn sense. So Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles again update. He's back then. to Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles got an update like what a week prior. Okay, yeah, two back to back. So Dwight, Uh-oh. if you're out there listening, John, Uh-oh. anyone from Stern is out there listening. When you come out of the layer, mm-hmm. code a ball save if it does not hit. <laughs> An in-lane switch when it comes out of there. I'm tired of my fucking ball hitting that wire guide and bouncing to the out lane and draining no fault of mine. No fault of mine. So if it does not come out of that layer and hit an in-lane switch, I need a ball save. Maybe they say level better. It is leveled. (laughs) It is leveled. It comes out of there. In the most fucking asinine ways. Uh, it reminds me of Guardians. It moonwalks only- right to that left yes. outlet. Yes. It just goes a ding a ding ding boom. Oh, oh. welcome Guardians of Metallica. Yeah. That's yeah. what you Guardians is about oh. on Guardians so Yeah, much. so I got rid of Guardians. Now <laughs> this 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 is not as unfair as Guardians. This this I can go a little bit, but that layer, that layer is still and you got Shredder that pops up and it just touches. You've been borged. <laughs> yeah you have met the <laughs> wrath of borg uh it's actually pretty good hi <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give mark silk a run for yeah, his money your heart out mark silk all right everybody you heard last week that dennis creasel condemned singing he's done away with it he did compromise so there's still that there's still a chance he doesn't like goats and with a passion he fucking hates Market trends. Oh man, woo! That feels good, Greg. I oh. couldn't be further. I love it. I'm back in the saddle, man. Going a week without that felt like I haven't had sex in a year. Oh, it wasn't good, is what I'm saying. It wasn't good for all of you who have not had sex in the last year. My complete and sincerest apologies. Go out and get laid. Training up this week is Avengers: Infinity Quest. You want to know why, Boney? Because it got a code update. Well, not only, yeah, it's got a code update. People are still buying the hell out of it. But now you've got the streaming community getting behind it like it did Hot Wheels and Nublar Challenge. Uh Uh-oh, everybody's streaming the Avengers Infinity Quest. They swear that the rules on this thing are, are the best of the entire year. I'm still trying to warm up to it. Hey, Turtles really pulled me around, so I'm still warming up to it. But the Avengers Infinity Quest, we got still Ellie's on the secondary market going very high. Nobody can seem to keep stock of pros and premiums, so it is trending up, up, up on the pin side top 100 right now. Avengers is sitting firmly at number 10, so it's a top 10 pin as well on pin side. How about them apples? Also trending up this week is Metallica Pro. We're just talking about that. What makes Metallica Pro on the rise? Because people are paying for it. People are really paying astronomical prices for, and in general, pricing has gone up the last couple of weeks. It felt like I, I felt like I woke up out of a coma with the pricing on some of these pinball machines. There's a new inbox Metallica Pro right now. It's almost a WTF price, like in the mid-60s, Greg. Brand new inbox. Do, 
Do you think it's just a lot of new people to the hobby who hasn't experienced the game, or do you think enough people it's have had possible. enough time away from that game it possibly that they're wanting be. to come back to? Because I, I kind of miss. I was kind of thinking about. I had a guy I was talking to about a Terminator uh, the other day, and he, you know, asked me if I had a Metallica for trade and mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, no, unfortunately not. And it kind of got me thinking about Metallica again. You're like, hmm. and I was like, yeah, I kind of miss it. I, I could, I could go another round with Metallica. No, on the secondary market, Metallica pros, the lowest I've seen them fall was eh, here within the last couple of years, like 45. Nope. They've rised again. You're not going to find a Metallica pro in good condition under $5,000. Not going to happen. That is, that is significantly more than they were new, brand new when they first came out. Even the vaulted editions at 50, what, 56, I think is what they were selling mm-hmm. the vaulted editions when they were running them. Uh, they weren't even a vault. I think they were just, yeah, but I think, it, I think it's weird to see any Stern under 45 anymore. Yes. It's, it's rare anymore. Yes. But these things are still, they're still commanding 52, 53 on the secondary market and they've been played the hell out of. That's insane. I, I, I agree. I agree. One thing that's dropping a little bit though, is trending down this week is wizard of Oz by Jersey Jack pinball. A game that I don't particularly think is great. Sure, it looks pretty. I know it's got all the bells and whistles. It's cool. I get it. It just doesn't shoot well. But that's not why it's trending down. I only report the facts here. Numbers do not lie. And on the secondary market, we are seeing a little... It's not a huge drop, but it is a significant drop. Wizard of Oz is now dropping. Even the ones with the 2.0 board system and the new... Like the rerun Ruby Red with the new cabinet and everything. That's the one I would want so it lines up very nicely next to my dialed in or next to my guns and roses or willy wonka that's the one you want but even that i seen dropping mid eights those things were selling for just the brand new prices but they're not i'll tell you what i'd like to see them drop a little bit more because i'd like to get one well if you can deal with a non 2.0 light board system you can get them in the upper sixes lower sevens now i can't mess with that that's a whole lot of game a whole lot of rosy whole lot of worry (laughs) a whole lot of blinking (laughs) <laughs> incorrectly again <laughs> oh nothing pisses me off more than a messed up light board issue on a wizard of oz oh, oh it is the bane of your existence and try to diagnose that nope throw it away back to turtles again oh shit here we go they need to decode her to buying this game for you the like during attract mode you've got the two flashers that go off above the ramps for training you gotta cut those off decode that for tracked mode it's blinding it's terrible we'll cut the wires on them so throw that out there in case dwight's still listening <laughs> i'm gonna send him a list of complaints dwight's like i'm coding harry potter right now leave me alone <gasps> watch this week that'll pick up some, some coverage did you hear that dwight sullivan is coding harry potter stern has harry potter You've heard it here. Yeah. Harry! Harry. I think if Stern did get a Harry Potter, Dwight would fight someone if he wasn't able to code that game. That's why I just oh. assumed he would do it. I want to I want to take him. I want him on it. He's a big muggle I still fan. love Dwight Code. Dwight Code is still my favorite. Dwight Code rocks. Except for yeah. those flashers, apparently, for you. There's three main people I love at Stern. Dwight Sullivan, Jerry Thompson, and Mike Vinicor. Okay. That's a solid lineup. Yeah, that's my trifecta. Love okay. those guys. I, I my list is longer than that. Um, I've oh, got a, I am. I've got a stink list over there too. But <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? You like their ambassador, don't you, Greg? Mm. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Makes me want to buy a t-shirt or a trucker hat. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll be nice. I'll be nice. All right. <laughs> uh, holding steady this week is Alien. What? Yeah. Is, is it just because Greg Bone's on here? Uh, Greg, love Alien, but yeah. It's love Alien. Holding steady. There have been some that have dropped in prices, like the the early run ones that shit's just going to break like an early wasp. Those are low, but the ones that the newer run ones, those things that are holding up, those things are high. So it kind of balances itself out. You got a holding steady on Alien. If they ever reproduce that game, sell, 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 because you're going to see it do a Cactus Canyon. Uh, and that was a little foreshadowing. Yeah. I still think they need to recreate that game. Like I even like the shots. It's not the sharpest shooter, but damn, man, that game is so, it, it just oh, can't get enough of it. Never seen anything to immerse you in a theme before like that. How do you feel about the idea of them redoing it, but making it a standard body? I don't know how it would change all the shots. Like if it didn't really change the shots, I think it would probably be better because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it has that kind of that classic slow wide body feel to it. Um, so I think that would benefit it, but at the same time, man, I don't know. Like I kind of like that wide, but I kind of like that, that it's not super fast and it's not like a rocket because like that whole movie is about suspense and like, I mean, there's obviously some pure action sequences, yeah, but I think that, that suspense, mm-hmm, I think that those kind of the, the, the wide body kind of helps that suspense with that game. I can see the argument. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I so yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about it. And I'm not a wide body fan. Yeah, generally you're you're not. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I think I'd have to. That's leave like it. one of the pins you would like to get if money wasn't an option. One hundred percent. Yeah. I saw a guy who had two power supplies go out on his, and he was like, "Well, I know to stock up on these now." Oh. And I was thinking, man, I just wish I had the money <laughs> that I just didn't have to worry about if this fucker broke. Uh, you, uh, let's be fair. You're like Dennis Creasel now. You have the money. You just choose not to spend it on that. Oh, I couldn't part with it for that and i would be terrified that it would just literally something bad would break that i couldn't replace or that i didn't want to spend like a grand on to fix yeah. to sell it you're to the alien as i am to the big lebowski oh very much so very much so yeah alien alien would be one of the first pins if i if money was not the uh driving force i uh, that would be one of the that'd be the first pin i'd probably go pick up and if you're out there with a fat stack of cash come on over to deals of the week bye 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 Deals of the week this week. Uh, one of our buddies up here, MN Pinball, a little roof reaction. Um, he is selling a Rick and Morty Bloodsuckers edition right out of Minneapolis. So he's got one. This is this is not a deal of the week because this is a steal or anything. But hey, it's, it was built in September, late September. He's got all the packing material. Everything's good. He's got all the upgrades, shaker motor, art blades, all of that. You get the extra goodies. Game's flawless, 9500 bucks. Bye, bye, bye! Now, some of you are going to say, well, sh- deals of the week? That's more of a deal. Well, fuck, it's more, more than it was brand new. But the going rate on a Rick and Morty is about 9500 if not more, and this one is available now. You don't have to wait till the run of number 625 or wherever you're at. And my condolences to you for having to wait that long. This is game 214, and it's ready to go now, $9,500. I think for those who want a Rick and Morty, this is a deal of the week. Another deal of the week this week is right out of Sunbury, Massachusetts. Pin Cider by the name of BSTN Guy is selling 
a black rose, a Bally black rose. You know my love and affinity for Bally's black rose, Greg. I know. I don't understand it. Oh, because it's so fun to shoot. Now, there's some caveats here. It's a deal of the week. It's more than most of your black roses. $3,500. But it does have new balls and new rubbers. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's got some downsides. Like the MPU has been repaired. The DMD has a line in it. It's a little fady there. Uh, there's a couple of plastics that have cracks. Why the mm. cabinet is faded to hell? That cabinet's not perfect. On thirty five hundred dollars. Why is it a deal of the week? It's because there is one very very important thing when getting a black rose, and that's the playfield. The playfield on here for the price, $3,500, is very nice. If I'm buying a black rose, Greg, listener, if I'm buying a black rose, all I care about is the play field. I'll figure out the plastics. I'll figure out the cabinet. I'll figure out all of this. But all of the play fields have dings and, and scuffs out of that cannon. The sink ship inserts are always fucked up. Like It just never fails. Never fails. This is it one, hard to find a, a NOS play field? Yeah, nearly impossible. Mm. And they don't repro them. So, okay. even if this is $3,500, oh, Bo, you don't have to pay him that. Offer $3,000. They're going to come back. He's going to say, no way. You're going to say, fine, $3,200 cash. I'll pick it up. You'll get it. No, he'll say $34. He can say $34. All he wants $3,200 cash. I got it. You want me to pick it up today? Huh? And boom, he'll, he'll take it. $30, You'd 30. have to really like Black Rose, though. I don't think so. Really? Because like Black Rose endless cabinets and stuff don't matter. I'm just saying if you were going to take that because of the play field in preparation to restore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's where you start. Mm-hmm. If I was buying a Black Rose, I would have no problem pulling the trigger on this one and starting with that play field. Bye, bye, bye. Mm. Bye, bye, bye. To each their own. feels so good when I can do market trends. Oh. Feels it. I love market trends. Feels even better if I can cap it off with little deals of the DLC. What the <laughs> fuck? And that is on Facebook. You can find it on Facebook. There is a deals of the WTF, Greg, for a Back to the Future, one of my Grail themes. Mm-hmm. Love this. But no, uh, Back to the Future. Uh, it's in the Dallas Fort Worth pinball. Don't ask me why I'm part of that group. The Dallas <laughs> Fort Worth pinball for sale group on Facebook. And it's a back to the future. And oh boy, it's, it's not in nice condition, but it has signatures from Biff. Uh, what is his name? Wilson. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, Wilson, Christopher Lloyd and Marty himself, Michael J. Fox on the lockdown bar. And it's been clear coded signatures that makes it cool right that's cool does it mm. come with authenticity no still a back to the future still a back to the future and it's still ten thousand dollars for for three signatures uh. on a lockdown bar would be different if it was restored it's not even restored that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, it's nice that you got all those compiled. But I think that, that some people that don't know any better, especially in this hobby, over-evaluate yes. what autographs are worth. He even because they're really not worth no, that much. He admits to it in the comment section that he went to a show to get it done where all three of those cast members were there. And he did like a $1,500 uh, 
um, group signature thing. And uh, so 15, yeah. even he even got screwed there at 1500 bucks. Oh, but, oh, that's the thing is like, like those autographs anymore. shows are astronomical. Like you used to be able to, if you want, if you were, went to anything like that, you'd pull an autograph for like 50 bucks. Yeah. If it was a big celebrity 60. Now they're like two and $300 for a lot of these celebrities autographs. Yeah. But you're not going. And it's to, more the, if they put it all in the same thing. Like there's a lot to it, but yeah. don't tell me. That a busted ass Back to the Future, which is a shit machine anyway and should have never been done the way it was, is worth 10 grand with some no. signatures on them? No. Not at all. And I wouldn't have I wouldn't have really brought it up here if it was due to ignorance, but it's not. They know what they're doing. They know that they sell for like two grand, if if maybe a hair more, uh, to people who just can't enjoy pinball. I that's that's what I think. Um, but no. And they, they said, don't even try to offer less. This is a firm, it's a firm price, 10 grand. I know what these are worth. Oh, Get out of here with that. Don't you love the people? Some chick posted on Facebook, uh, and I've seen her name pop up on on the, the for sale threads quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she was, it was the same thing. Like, I know what these are worth. And somebody was like, if you know what they're worth, you know you're asking too much. No shit. I know what they're That's like the biggest thing. If someone yeah. comes back with, I know what they're worth. I've looked at eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was about to say the non-pinball people that go, I know what it's worth. I checked eBay. No, it's like you're an idiot for pricing at that. And the way you're going to sell it is to get an idiot that doesn't know the price of it. Like maybe yeah. you guys are made, uh, you know, made for one another. But yeah. 10K, get the fuck out of here. With well, that. you know, the problem is, though, is it, is it goes back to those like high dollar retails. Like I think that a lot of these these non-pinball people they buy these games at, at, at yeah. a ridiculous price. And then when they go to sell it, nobody else really gives a shit, but pinball enthusiasts and pinball enthusiasts sure. know what it's actually worth. And then they have a hard time coming in, losing a grand or two grand yeah, but the, on a the game Dallas Fort Worth pinball for sale page on Facebook is like a, it's like a garage sale for pinball. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. It's not like they're posting on elite pinball machines.com. Like, no, yeah. It's ridiculous. He's trying to screw somebody local. Ten grand. (laughs) Get out of here with that. It's a halfway to a DeLorean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Buy the actual car. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's so terrible. Oh, Craig Bone. Side note: This is what happens when best friends do a podcast. Dude, I about bid on one of the original uh, flux capacitor mechanisms they used in film on like a prop auction. Thing that they're doing in December. Oh yeah, it's the prop stores yes. auction out of Europe. Yeah, I'll follow it. Oh, hey, you'll be surprised. So again, off subject, um, you'd be surprised how many pinball people are prop collectors. Oh yeah, too. Like, like I talked to a lot of them, and it was really weird because I got onto a lot of prop stuff, and then like pinball people are like, hey dude, check mm-hmm. out all my props that I've got yeah. and everything. It oh yeah oh that, that they have the mummy the original the book from of the dead from 1999 mummy Brendan Fraser. Oh. That son of a bitch is already up to, I think there's like five bids on it, 25 grand. Ooh. Yeah. That's the bad thing about prop collecting it's is people. history though. Oh, well, that's the way I look at it. But, but I think the same thing happened in the prop community that happened in pinball. Yeah. It was like Everybody props were dirt out. cheap. Yeah. And now like they, they, they went up so astronomical and so many people who are true hobbyists are being priced out. And then the bad thing is too, is like, um, I, I know a lot of really good because of some stuff I 
did with oh, a TV show. I, I know some really high end uh, Star Wars collectors, mm-hmm. and they were talking about that because Star Wars is such a, a fame thing that there's a lot of celebrities and there's directors and there's sure. certain people who are giant Star Wars fans that have seemingly endless pockets that have drove up in bid and taken a lot of yeah. stuff off the market. And I, I think that's happened in, in, in a lot of the, the older franchises, Ghostbusters and things like that. But, oh, yeah, dude, like I, I stay on top of that stuff. But it is like you've got to have deep, deep pockets oh. for, for prop collecting. I forgot what the flux capacitor was going for. I think it was like 10 grand. And it was just the like the the triangular tube, like the tubes that create that little triangle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one was complete. One didn't have one of the housings. You'd have to kind of refurb that. Um, but I wanted it and they were selling Marty's actual space, like his future jacket from back to mm-hmm. the future two. And, um, it had been refurbished where it was like a cheap leather. So it was cracking and stuff, but uh, you know, some people refurbed it, but that thing was going for a lot of money. Oh, well they, they have the, the, uh, one of the, it's so stupid. And when I want it, like they have one of the original toenails from, uh, Jurassic park T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but it's already like uh, it's between three and five grand already oh. for that. And I just can't justify like one of the Raptor claws, a 10 inch toenail. Um, no, I don't know if there's any original Raptor claws on there. Another thing that, that really grabbed that I really want, man is fucking Eddie Murphy's Detroit lions. Jacket. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Oh my does. God, dude. I wanted it so bad. I was like, I would that wear would be that. Great. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like I love prop stuff. It's just hard to, it's hard to separate the money because the thing is, is you have to find somebody very specific, you know, it's not like pinball machines where that there's a whole lot of people like you got to find a very specific buyer Mm -hmm. to rebuy. Authenticity is a big thing that, yeah, because, and that's the thing too, that I talked to a lot of these collectors is, you know, even coming from a reputable place, just because they said it was used in the film does not mean that it was used on screen or that no. you can screen Maybe a photo shoot. It could have been. All yeah. Yeah. Stuff. There's a lot of things that you can do. So screen matching something. And especially if you've already bought it to be able to study it in enough detail to screen match it. Well, fuck you've already spent five grand on an outfit, a wardrobe or 10 grand plus, you know? So it, it, it all becomes from the weeds very, with Greg bone. Like oh it. yeah, dude. Oh, I've started to anything that I get into like that. Like I read and I talk and chat oh, yeah. with people. It, it's bad. That's but, yeah, why that, uh, uh, straight down the middle in the future coming soon. We'll drop it here. There may be some prop shows in the future. I'll tell you what, I've got enough connections that are, are fans of the show. People that I know that I talk to on a, a semi-regular basis, uh, that are, are big pinheads mm-hmm. that have a outstanding prop collections yeah. that, uh, I would love to, to get to their place. Sometime. I just want to create a shrine. I'm going to start creating a shrine of back to the future memorabilia so that I can just push the brand new back to the future pin whenever it gets made push mm-hmm. it right into that spot. So I, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly and I, I still have to stay quiet on a lot of it. Oh, really? Um, but, but I, I worked on a project uh, in Seattle last year. Um, I, I got flown out to Seattle and I visited a gentleman's house. Everybody, everybody Google him. Um, and you can see his collection. His name is, uh, I, guess I, I mean, he's big. It don't matter. Um, his name is Gus Lopez. Okay. And he is one of the world's premier, Star Wars collectors, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily the largest, but he has got some very unique props and 
the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. I mean, because I'm talking millions of dollars wow. in, in props. But one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen, because it's unique, one of the kind, is when you walk into his foyer, there is the original Death Star. <laughs> like and the model? The model. Wow. And it is it is it is huge. It's in a beautiful glass case, and I think that you can Google. He told he told us all the story behind it about how it was lost. It was um and and this is from recollection that might not be the clearest. So I, like I said, I think there's an article. I think you can you can read the story on it. But he had done something set? like found it in like <laughs> Minneapolis or Milwaukee or something in a hardware store. They were using the damn thing no. as a trash can because like where the dish is. That was missing. And so they just thrown trash and oh, shit. In. Wow. And they didn't really know what they had, but they did. And that's where he acquired it and stuff. I believe what's the value it, it, now it's priceless. It, the thing is priceless. <laughs> and what's insane is like, if you were to deliver a pizza to his house, <laughs> you would open the door and you'd see the fucking death star oh, sitting there. So cool. Oh dude. It was amazing. Like, like I, and that's honestly like, it's one of those neat things. Like, like I've always been a collector my entire life. Um, but on that same trip and that same journey, I met a couple of other collectors and some <clears throat> really inspiring people who who love their hobby of Star Wars that just blew me away. And it's what got me to ramp up my Jurassic Park collection, comic books. It, it got me more into collecting. And it was nice to see their enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, I've become pretty good friends with those people. And... On a pinball note, the nice thing about, and there's always drama in every hobby, but man, like you get on their page, they just don't tolerate a lot of the bullshit and the the picking at people and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is truly about the hobby, nice, um, which is very very nice, and and I kind of miss that. But yeah, dude, they're, they're prop collecting pin pinheads. If you're out there. You haven't looked into it, man. You love film. Start start looking at some props and stuff. It, it's a it's a cool cool hobby to to kind of segue into from pinball. Turning up this week, props. Ooh, prop collecting. That was your pinball. It's back, bitches. Market trends. Sorry, I drug your market trends out. It's probably like the longest market trend segment you've ever had. Oh, Dennis would say it wasn't. He documents all of them. <laughs> I did it just for you, Dennis. <laughs> All right, Greg Bone, before we leave, I've got another segment. This segment has not been done in a while. It, I loved it last time we did it, and nothing has been this segment worthy until this last week. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, for fuck's sake, Zach. All right, last for fuck's sake is me uh, grabbing my mother-in-law's ass giving a little beep boop little pinch thinking it was my wife's yeah it was firm mm. it was firm not gonna not gonna lie there uh and realizing it and dennis creasel and the rest of the audience laughed shook their heads and said for fuck's sake this time this last week we were taking a nice little vacation right and i haven't even told greg bone this story i want his actual reaction live on the air because this is I, right when it happened i thought of greg bone and i thought i want so bad to share this with my best buddy, but I've got to refrain. Like me waiting to have sex before I was married. <laughs> uh, I wanted to wait. I wanted to save myself for you. Greg. <laughs> okay. So we're on vacation and we decide, uh, we're going to go 
we're going to go to a restaurant, a socially distanced restaurant. And it was a nice restaurant. But before that, we had some time to kill. There is no better social distancing right now than the cinemas. I know I might get shit for going to the cinemas, right? But it truly is a ghost town at these cinemas. And, you know, I'm a big cinema buff. I, I want these things to stick around. So we went to the cinemas to see a movie. Now, here's what I can't wait to tell you, Greg, and to tell you, listener. I seen a film that probably easiest, one of the greatest films of the year. One of the funniest films that I'd seen in a long time. An animated film that had some of the most dynamic animation that I've seen ever. Story was downright incredible. The voice casting was phenomenal. This movie, Greg, was the Croods 2. <laughs> really? The fucking Croods 2. Dude, I like the first Croods. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. But the Croods, I, I did it just to fill time. It was an animated feature that I thought, oh man, if the Croods wasn't shitty enough, how about a sequel? But I sit down and here's the part, a, a little caveat here. Um, <laughs> I, I don't always share personal stuff, but uh, I'm not much of a drinker, Greg. Uh, you know this. Not a big right. alcohol guy. Don't like it. Don't like the after effects. But when in Rome, uh, I was on vacation. And let's just say I was under the influence of something. And I don't like drinking. I'll just say that. And it tastes like a gummy bear. But, okay, so maybe that had some... In I don't think it had influence on it. Because, uh. dude... <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's just the greatest It's no wonder you enjoyed ever. the croods. It's, so it's good, no dude. wonder. Oh my God. I just can't Man, share. did you see how dynamic <laughs> those mountains were? I thought to myself, those are some if I'm getting through the croods, I've got to be under the info. So, no, man, <laughs> it, it, en it enhanced this film like no <laughs> other, man. It was so good. I'm telling you, oh. I don't think it was that, though. I think it really, for some stupid reason, was that good of a film. Like, my family thought I was crazy. I was like, did you guys just experience what I just experienced? The Croods? A new age? Get the fuck out of here. And my 15-year-old son was like, Dad, are you, like, for real? I'm like, for real? I mean, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this cast list. Ryan Reynolds, motherfuckers. Ryan Reynolds. You think Ryan Reynolds is going to put his name behind something like this if it wasn't good? Ryan Reynolds. Emma Stone? Nicholas Cage, everybody. Nicholas Cage was the main character. Catherine Keener? Cloris Leachman? Get off her. Leslie Mann? Peter Dinklage was a marvel in this film. Up and comer, Kelly Marie Tran? She's well, the one that was on uh, episode one, Rogue One or something like that. But were any of these people carryovers from the first Croods? Or was this like Here's a new... Thing. I've never seen the Croods, so I really thought this was going to be a shit movie. <laughs> I now want to see the Croods. How do you go into it thinking it's going to be bad if you never even saw the first oh one? Oh my gosh. I will watch this film again, and I will own this film. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dude, it, the, the anime, you've got to watch it. Listen, oh, you've got to watch you. it. The I animation, believe because I like the first one. And this is from... Uh, DreamWorks. Those DreamWorks. Dreamworks. Yeah. 
and you can tell the evolution of their uh, of their animation package right they use the same kind of engines for a lot of these films the, the facial features and the the jokes in this were perfect humor my perfect type of humor greg i'm not dude i'm not joking this is no not for the show this film was fucking phenomenal. You need to go back and watch the first one then, because the first one's good too. It's got some witty humor. It's it's a good film. It really is. Oh, my, the character development on this. It's nothing to write home about like you're doing. The facial express. Nope. Film of the year for me. <laughs> it was that good. And there was a bunch of no names directing it and writing it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but I mean. The colors. Oh, the colors. Great. Speaking of colors, I've never watched Moana, and I saw Moana last night. That, it's the a good film. water. In that mm-hmm. was marvelous. That was a good film. Yeah, it really was. Soundtrack was good too. Well, that's fucking insanity. Oh my God. But I mean, the different characters in this, the facial. Oh, it was just so good. They do what because Pixar plays it safe with their characters. They don't. I con- think so too. They don't contort the face in a cartoon way. They want to try to replicate. I know this is way off mm-hmm. pinball, but it's so much fun and everything that Greg and I love. But they they this uh dreamworks they'll contort that face to more of a cartoon like presentation and it works in spades oh oh yeah because it's still it's still comedy it's still it's still animation it was so good and i I like it and my favorite part of the entire film as if it wasn't an orgasm enough watching this with my eyes my wife she this is why i married her this is why she's the most incredible woman in my life and ever will be does she cry Dude, she's she's a stone man. I'm I'm the crying ass bitch before she would ever be. No, uh, we're watching this film and she was like, "Is she identified Nicholas Cage?" She said, "Is that Nick Cage?" Like she fucking knows the guy. Oh. Is that Nick Cage? And I, I thought I would be the only nerd that would identify that. This woman, Greg, and listener knows zero, zero about film, zero about cinema. But she's such a fan of like '90s action, Keanu Reeves speed stuff <laughs> that she identified Nicolas Cage by voice. And ladies and gentlemen, the reason that I am married to her is that only my wife can identify busted old ass, overplayed Nicolas Cage, but knows nothing of the vocal sensation that is Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Nicole. I would figure you'd pick up on Ryan Reynolds before right? you would Nick Cage in a movie. A woman in her thirties that is just probably peaking for Ryan. Re- Hell, I peak for Ryan Reynolds. I peak for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> That's messed up, ladies and gentlemen. That was for fuck's sake. Took me by surprise. Watch, watch, watch. <laughs>that was episode 40 with my co-host greg bone i want to thank you greg for coming on and hanging out usually these conversations are done over the phone but i think you can say uh with honestly to the to the audience that's kind of our conversation on a phone and in person isn't (laughs) yeah all right Uh, this might have been a little more tame (laughs) well you just didn't think of anything else but uh (laughs) where can people i love this part because I don't think you know. Where can people catch you between now and the next Straight Down the Middle episode? I don't know. On the pinball show? <laughs> no, not that too. You'll be, you'll be a regular <laughs> here probably. But no, like, uh, can they email you somewhere? Where's, what's the SDTM email, Greg? Straight down the middle of pinballshow.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> dot org? No, that's wrong. 
SDT and pinball at gmail.com. Like and subscribe so uh, to YouTube because we're changing some stuff up over there. You only live once, baby, and we're going to do what makes us happy. That's what everybody should do. No shit. Yeah, life is too short. You freaking die tomorrow. You die if you keep on messing with your radio while you're driving to work. Yeah, here. you know what? One, one more rant. Here, here's get it off my chest. Oh, it's this <laughs> a little is, late this now, but be, okay. Go. This can be pinball related, but not pinball related. Stop doing things because you don't feel cool. Stop doing things mm-hmm. that are not. Let, let's say not doing. Stop not doing things because you're worried about what somebody's going to think about you. Stop. Yep. Stop. I cannot stand that beyond all else. Be you. Be true to you. If you want to, and we're all nerds, so I don't think a lot of pinball people no really shit. have this problem, but there's still things that like I've ran into a lot of fucking video game nerds that think they're super fucking cool that sit around playing their consoles all goddamn day. And <laughs> so that like, oh, what? Really? You watch the crudes? Uh, fucking too cool for the crew. Yeah, exactly. You watch animated exactly. Movies? They no, write dude. it off before just because quote unquote, it's not cool. Exactly. So like, I don't care how, how nerdy of shit you're into. You still a lot of times think somebody else is uncool because they're not into what you're into. Just let people live. You've always life. embraced being you. That's what I love about. Oh you. my God, dude, I get ridiculed. I get weird shit asked about me all the time and like get nose turned up to me and stuff. But dude, I truly do what makes me happy. Yeah. And I do not care I would paint like my daughters paint my toenails a lot sure. and shit. But if I thought I looked fucking good with painted toenails or it felt good with painted toenails, I'm going to fucking have my yeah. toenails painted and, and rock that. And shit. I would make fun of you because you're not the best at color coordination. So you would mess it up, but probably I would be honest, but I'm just saying, do what makes you feel good. Live your life. It's like you said, life truly is short. You hear that all the time, but you, I don't think a lot now of more really than ever. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Man, just embrace and do what you want to. And if it's not good enough for people, they can eat a dick. Who cares? Yeah. And display it, man. You collect moss. Display all your moss. I see that super early moss. Baby only gets grown once every 10 years. Exactly. Don't keep it hidden. Buy that moss. Don't hide your moss. Don't hide the moss. What are you talking about? They're getting off your chest, though. That's what I want to know. Clean up aisle nine. You can also check us out by emailing the pinball network at gmail.com. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, if you want a juicy brand new pinball machine as a Christmas holiday gift, just like Miss Bone did for Mr. Greg Bone, order from Flipping Out Pinball. Our machine showcase this week is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Premium. It truly is a phenomenal game, so much so that I'm not getting rid of mine anytime soon. Greg and I are battling right now on TMNT scores to see who can. And your, I think your mm. GC is higher than mine. I think mine's. The, is it really? Uh, I think you got me. Yeah, eh, I think dude. But again, like this show's running forever. People hate these long shows, and I've drug it out. I hate. Guess long what, shows Greg? The one who cares? Yeah, that's <laughs> like the moral of this story. I think that's why I like this game, though. It's like Walking Dead spoke to me. Like I put up some crazy Mm -hmm. scores on Walking Dead. It just felt right for me. It was hard for other people, but it felt right for me. You're really good at that game. And that's the way Ninja Turtles is with me, man. Something like I can control that ball. It feels good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I'm not 100 million. I think that's like a damn good score. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to uh, Travis's mm-hmm. podcast, and that's what you know he was talking about. The I'll have to check bit. mine. I've checked mine, but we'll continue battling on that. I also have one, I believe, one or two Batman sixty six premiums in stock. A lot of dealers mm-hmm. are out of those. Hot Wheels is in stock. Star Wars comic pro and premium, believe it or not, mm-hmm. in stock. I have prepped 
like a nice uh, dealer squirrel. And I and you called me crazy, Greg, but I've tried to get a lot of stock in for the holiday season. So we've got things like Star Wars, the pen original and the comic book editions already in stock, ready to ship. MMR accessories are in stock. I still have one Guardians Pro that is in stock. Who knows when they'll build that again? Avengers Pro, I believe it's coming the week of the 7th. So in a week. So you might as well get your order in now for that. JP Jurassic Park Pro is coming in soon. Deadpools? Uh, God, that one's so hard. No, no Deadpools. Uh, no Deadpools. And I believe uh, Avengers Premium. We've got some coming in here in a couple weeks, but I believe they're all accounted for uh, from the initial big sell of that game. So That's still some damn good stock, though. Yes. Yeah. Get good titles. Bye, 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 indeed. And we'll take care of you after the sale as well. That's flippinoutpinball.com or email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip, the letter N, out, pinball.com. You can text me at 812-457-9711 or give me a call. What happened last week at the Pinball Network? We had just another pinball podcast. It was damn good. Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. Love the title, Where's the Laugh Track? We had the pinball. Nice, nicely done, guys. We had the Puppet Pals Episode 3 called The Keeper. Why am I the only one that is totally infatuated with the pup? Well, you are too. I know that. But no, the I love puppet it. pals, they're creating a story arc here that people aren't even aware of. This blow people's minds. They had Raymond Davidson on doing a, a, a voiceover segment. They had Sammy Pinballs. There's uh, so much talent in that show that it doesn't even belong in pinball. No, That's know. what blows me away. People, but but listens wise, it. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't get what a lot of other shows and pinball do, but because people, because it's not drama. Well, it is. There's some drama in there. Actually, well, it's, it's there's a lot of undercover theatrical drama. drama. Yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very well hidden. It's like a cartoon. He's literally like a Pixar film. You know, there's like adult undertones yeah. and different things. Like that's what puppet pals is amazing about. And I think some people don't give it a chance to really listen and find the yeah. humor and a lot of the shit that goes on. Just the talent. The pr- production and talent is fucking the best thing i've ever seen the mystery behind it we don't know who does these i don't even care who does it it's so <laughs> phenomenally done like if if we've got to keep their secret and they have to stay anonymous yeah. like stay anonymous sure. i'm not even going to look for you because what you do it is good stuff. beyond the tpn me. group thinks that i am out of my mind how much i push that thing but look no it is a treasure to me that nobody will ever be able to take away until they stop doing it uh, I think it's one of those things people don't feel cool. I think it's uh, just what I did on the get off my chest. I think some people think that it's stupid because it's very theatrical. Whereas I think that if they not give, manly listen, enough. give it a chance, exactly. And they give it a chance and they listen to it. They'd love it. Oh God. Embrace that inner Hamilton. I love it. The TPN streamers are on fire. It's like anytime that I tune into Twitch, I can find a TPN streamer and I love seeing it. We're building that group more and more special shout out to George Fisher who leads up from don't panic flip the TPN efforts over there, as well as the upcoming efforts that he's really pushing for TPN this next week. We get another final round, man. Those things are great. Those are an automatic click. Got to listen to it. I don't care if I'm taking a shit in the shower, uh, in church, I'm putting the headphones in and I'm listening to final round pinball podcast. I want to thank everybody from TPN uh, for their hard work and their continued efforts in uh, what Greg Bone and I and others started to be a group effort and the most supportive, open way possible. Um, and for whatever it is right now, yeah, moving forward, it, it's going to be the same thing. Just an open place for everybody to be involved 
uh, and to work together toward furthering pinball and forming and entertaining people. Until next week, for Greg Bone, I'm Zach Minnie. And when you have a friend like mine, you have to say, for fuck's sake, Zach. <laughs> That's a good one. And everybody always practice safe pinball and be true to yourself. Up. Until next week, everybody. I think the sun's setting because there's a lot of shade up in this mother. There's a lot of shade in this motherboard. Got the dribble. The what? I said you got the dribble. The dribble. Making it quick. Dribble. Oh, gotcha. Dick dribble. Like, did I piss on myself? We're nearing our 40s. There's always some there's dribble. There's going to be some prostate stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>